Uh, hi there, I'm here with Luke Bankney, and uh, we're here to introduce his second iteration uh, of a parallax course, Gurdjieff's The Hard Way, part two. Uh, we call it a one-time limited offer, which is a, a kind of a Gurdjieffian uh, joke. It was very important to Gurdjieff to, to, uh, to let us know that whatever is happening is unique and only in this particular moment, I, I think. And it's called Towards Conscious Relationship, an experiment in deeper communication from the Gurdjieff work. And um, before we go into the details of the course, uh, uh, we discussed bef before um, about perhaps giving us a taste of Gurdjieffian practice rather than theory uh you know what what the, what we do in the gurdjieffian work and and uh, so perhaps we can we can you can lead us in a, in a short practice yes no no thank you andrew and, and thank you for having me on again and and thank you to parallax um it's wonderful uh, in the flavor of the previous course as well as the experiment that we're trying um starting in March, to really initially just have this sense before we speak, before we listen to each other, to just make a contact with the body and maybe just to experience a different way to communicate. Uh, so just something very briefly that, that we could try and that I know that we've tried in the past, but to come at it afresh, to come at it anew every time is... Is, is wonderful. So I just find a posture that is supportive. So I try to sit in my chair. I try to have my hips firmly but gently in the seat. My feet flat on the ground. And just to allow my spine to become more vertical, more upright. This body is a very faithful friend. So this exercise, we're just trying to connect to the energies of the body directly. So when I find this supportive posture, which I try to find from the inside, having a sense of a balance, my body beginning to soften, but yet I'm alert. My breathing finds its natural rhythm. I don't concern myself with the rest of the day or night. I just have a wish to be here. And so now I just very simply try to connect with the sensations of the body. These very direct perceptions of the subconscious 
these vital energies which I'm seldom aware of because I'm either too much in my head or too much in my reactions. So I try to establish this relationship once again. And I just begin at the top of the head, trying to sense all of the sensations of the skin, any of the muscles. This experience could be tingling or warmth, but it's tangible. Sometimes I can connect, sometimes it's harder to connect, but I try. And then I work my way trying to sense the face, the eyes, the nose, the lips, the mouth, the ears, and the whole of the head. Try to keep my body soft and supple. As I connect with my body, sensing the neck, the shoulders, the chest, the back, the abdomen, and the arms. Trying to sense the hands and the hips, the thighs, the knees, the lower legs, the ankles and the feet. So I try to sense the body as much as I can, but I don't force, I don't strain. I need to find another relationship with my body. One that's more conscious, less intrusive, and more receptive. And then I just try to sense my body from the top of my head all the way down to the bottom of my feet. This one impression, I am here now. Okay, 
Okay, very good. Thank you very much, uh, Luke. And I, I also wanted to say that to, to our listeners that, you know, I, I took the last course, you know, I participated in it. And uh, um, it really felt like the whole course was a very long um, contemplation. Uh, it wasn't like an academic course. It felt like we were practicing the whole time. So I think that's, that was very, very beautiful and very inspiring. And I, you know, made me hungry for, for more. So, uh, so that, that's just kind of an invitation, um, an invitation at, at the same time, uh, we want all you were, you were saying in your email to me that we're looking for hungry lions, uh, not, not sheep. <laughs> so, so I like very much that, um, sentiment. Yes. Yes. A hungry lion is, well, a lion to be feared, um, but anyone who's hungry really is one to be feared because you know, there's a sense that there is something that's far deeper that's looking to emerge, and and it generally hunger, um, like spiritual hunger, never really leaves you alone. It's always yeah. scratching away at you to search and to find something. So, yeah, it's difficult, and certainly, in my view, anyway. Um, the Gurdjieff work is just, in one sense, all about wishing to engage practically with as many parts of myself as I possibly can, the mind, the body, the feelings, leaving nothing out, um, but just trying to engage in that way, to connect is just really difficult because we're not educated to do that. We're educated to do one thing or the other, but not everything all at once. So, but thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess in this, you know, discussion about about this course coming up, which is going to be a little different than other courses of Parallax we had, in the sense that it's three months long. So, so it's uh, it's a more in depth journey, I would say, and also there's uh, there's an aspect that there's something that is experimental here that we're doing. We're trying to do something new, I think, or you're trying to do something new and we're, we will be, you know, willing participants in your experiment. So can you, can you elaborate a little bit more on, on that experiment and what it is? Yes. Um, I probably need to take a couple of steps back to give a bit of context, but it really has has come about through an intensive search over the last probably 10 years, uh, but really the last four or five, of looking at ways to work within the digital medium, which is quite foreign to our species. But Gurdjieff touched upon this, strangely enough, a uh, hundred years ago, sometimes in a, a guised way, but he very much touched on it. Um, so how to bring ourselves into this medium without being caught by some of its properties. And you see on the internet um, so many people talking, so many people reacting to what's being said. Uh, 
it's almost as if everything tends to be in a bit of a dreamlike state, you know, memes and all of these things because for the first time in our history there is a mechanism which allows our communication in one way to move at the speed of light. And we're just, in a sense, not made for that in a way. You know, it's hard for us to adapt. Mm -hmm. So there's this question that I had of could there be a way to come into this medium um, that allows one to exchange with the energy of the medium to support one's own growth and the growth of others. That was just really my, my question. And it comes really out of the Gurdjieff work where, where every opportunity, every medium mm. is an opportunity to work. Mm. So it's how do, I, how do I work with this? And I feel for me I've found a way um, that's very much grounded in the Gurdjieff work and and many other exercises. Mm. It's something that might help support people as they engage in this medium, particularly as there's all of the dangers which are associated with it. You, you only have to uh, read the articles on how children are interacting with it and the addictions and all sorts of behaviours which are just not healthy uh, because this medium has a way of being able to engage only one side of ourselves. So how do we help use this medium to engage other sides of ourselves so we can come at it in a more healthy way? Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's trying to use this medium uh, rather than the medium using us. So that's, I imagine, very different than a lot of Gurdjieffians who would just avoid this medium completely, who would say, this is evil or something. Or, you know, people, people tend to demonize the technology because it is so disruptive and dangerous. And, um, but, uh, but it's nice that you're actually, I think, I think this is in the spirit of Gurdjieff going towards it rather than away from it. Because he was always going towards what was most disruptive or dangerous or or um, energetic rather yeah. than than going away from it yeah yes very very much so um, technology is neutral it's how we use it that makes it either good or evil so it really comes comes down to us how do we approach it how do we use this medium um, you know, and this question probably comes to the fore with AI. You know, there's this real sense of fear that AI is going to use us than, than we use it. But really, it's always been the case. Yeah. You know, a knife can cut bread to feed or it can be used to kill. It's Technology is, 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 is really up to how we wield it. Um, and so, yes, I've also had many of those fear-based concerns about the internet. Oh, it's not the real work or it's too messy or it's, you know, it's dark, it's, you know, leave it alone, it's ruining our kids. Um, 
but my view is this medium, this technology is not going away and it's affecting more and more of our lives. So it, we have a choice to make. We either find a way to work with it um, or we, we try to avoid it, which is becoming very difficult to do because it's just so pervasive in every aspect of life. So I've been looking at this for some time. Um, and what I find interesting is that this energy of the web, this energy of this medium that we're looking in, like you and I here now, yeah. you're, a, you're a pixel on a screen for me, pixels, and, and I'm the same for you, but there's something that moves between us literally at the speed of light. There's an energy uh, goes through the computer, through wires, via all sorts of means, but there's always something that is becoming exchanged through this medium, through the medium. And so it's very interesting to look at what is this energy? What is this energy that is moving between us? Not just this screen, but what is it? And it's, I think it's, in my experience, very difficult to try to formulate through the head. There's many theories, <laughs> uh, many models. But I have found that uh, a good way, a healthy way, and an initial way is can I feel it in the body? Can I feel this energy of this, this medium? And I feel it in the body because what I found for me is that when I'm in a certain state, normally in an habitual state, a mechanical state, as, as Gurdjieff would call it, an automatic state, a state where I'm in sleep, my energies are drawn out of me when I'm in this medium, when I'm on the phone, when I'm writing an email, when I'm in a Zoom meeting. Mm -hmm. There's something that is pulling something out of me. Um, but if I can connect with the body, if I can bring a quality of attention inside, then there is the movement is reversed. There is something that can come into me, that can fill me. And particularly if there are a number of people all connected through this medium at the same time and trying the same inner exercise or something close to it, there is a palpable amplification of that energy. If the group or the network of people and the person are able to contain it mm. and then it can feed me, it can really feed me, it it helps to imbue something. So I found that experience over a long period trying to validate that, whether it was just in my mind, a fantasy, an illusion, or something quite tangible, but I've come to the conclusion it was very tangible and still is. If I can come at this medium consciously, there's something else that can flow. Yeah. In many ways, that's counterintuitive. Um, because, because 
it would appear that this is a very disembodied experience, you know, um, but it's not, uh, because because our bodies are traveling through electricity at light speed towards each other, and we are exchanging, you know, uh, we're exchanging information with each other. So uh, so it's always embodied. It's just like it's just, but 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 yeah, is it stealing? A, is it going to steal our souls because is it going to destroy our souls well i i think it 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 could go both ways it seems like as you're saying um that it is having that effect on a lot of people yes. and that then other people are finding using it in this sort of you know like collective judo that you're talking about where we take the energy we take this this you know very um, well, use use the you said a hungry lion, so very predatory energy, almost unconscious predatory energy, and use mm. that and, and turn that around um, to to empower ourselves or to increase our intelligence and and connection to humanity. Yes, yes, and 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 in a way, yes, that hungry lion, um, you know, a wish to consume rather than be consumed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, th- I mean, and I have experienced that. But this, as the title of the course, is towards conscious relationship. Yeah. There's a deeper way to look at this, which is how do I relate, not only to this medium, but how do I relate to myself? How are my energies? How are my energies? And so there's this interesting question for me here and a continuing question of that there is a correlation between how i relate in myself and how this energy of the web relates in me Hmm. and i need to come at that in a at least for me in a very different way Um, there are times yes where the the energy can be quite palpable and and a group can feed on it who are in the a same session but there's also something about well it's turning this energy around in a sense so i'm fed i'm nourished rather than my life force literally being sucked out of me right is is how i relate and i have found i can't relate to it in a predatory way um even though the search needs to be predatory in that sense. I I need to have a strong sense of I'm searching for something and I wish to connect. But when it comes to the connection, I need to relate in a different way. In a sense, it was like the exercise we tried earlier. I can't force myself to relax. I can try, but it just turns me inside out and up in Mm -hmm. knots. There's a different effort, a different effort in relaxing, a different effort in being able to try to connect to the sensations of the body. These very primal, very primal energies. And so it's in that, this experiment, can we collectively come to something in a a relatively short space of time, three months, but but also what's long enough to sustain something and build something 
can we try a different effort so this collected uh, state we can contact another order of reality and what i mean by that is something that that comes up from us what gurdjieff would call the subconscious our real consciousness as he would say not this consciousness this one that you and i are interacting with which is needed yeah. it's an interface but there's there's something much larger underneath all of that and in a way the gurdjieff work and all the exercises are trying to connect and engage with that in a different way mm -hmm. so would you call that the divine or would you call that god or would you call it what would you call that or you call it the unconscious um what is that precisely well that, that's a it's a good question <laughs> I, I would i would probably call it initially just a different quality it's a different quality of presence mm. i'm more connected inside i'm more collected inside i'm not all either in my head or in my feeling or in my body there's something which is a bit more even in me more whole in me and in that state this subconsciousness this quality can naturally find its place it can emerge in me it can come to the surface when i'm so just in small parts of myself just in my head or just here or just there this, this energy which is a big energy simply can't squeeze in it, it it can't find its place it can't find its home hmm. so again is the subconscious what connects us to others is it is it because it's a larger consciousness than just me right um is it is it like a transcendental consciousness because it's sub right it's like it's it's interesting like because i i thought you would be going the other way i thought you would be like <laughs> accessing higher consciousness but high, accessing subconsciousness why would we want to do that yes with in a way this is this is where language fails um, when we say sub or higher or lower or yeah hence why I, I i tend to move towards this idea of quality there's something something of quality about this state of consciousness than there is with another state but really this subconsciousness this other quality is this intelligence that allows me to live literally mm -hmm. my body allows me to live it's it's my my life support system a faithful friend a very good companion without it i can't survive on this planet and there's also seems to be something that if i wish to go beyond the body i need to go through it because that is the access point, the gateway, if you'd like, to the subconscious, to this different realm, which is very real and tangible, but also it has risks because 
if you abstract too much, you remove yourself from it. So it needs to be very practical, very real, very tangible, very concrete. And to move towards that subconsciousness is really a movement towards the unknown. Mm-hmm. What is the unknown in me? Mm-hmm. And to yeah. keep moving towards that, which is very difficult because there's a part of ourselves that wants to move on to all these abstractions and and higher consciousness and conceptualization and all of that but to move towards the unknown is that related to silence in some way um and uh, i mean what came to mind is when when silence arises there's something luminous that arises as well some some opening that 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 uh, gives you a, a fresh or primeval perspective which isn't fettered by you know your your um your images uh, of uh, you know that we live in we live in this sort of secondary images all the time or yes and so you you, yes. you begin to perceive like a child you begin to see things without the noise of conceptuality Yes, it it seems to be, yes, that luminous state or, or or that quality, there seems to be something much more purer about it, much more whole. Oh. It can see something kind of beyond. Mm. And I suppose, yeah, Jeff, we're always blind to ourselves because we always live in a very small part of ourselves and particularly through the digital medium where people are just pushed into and live almost entirely in their heads in the intellect you know there's there's lots and lots of this and that's not to say it's bad but it's to say that we can become very imprisoned into endless talking and so to move out of that is foreign particularly to move towards this unknown where I feel in a very different way or I come to my body in a different way can be unnerving because all of a sudden I can, in moments, make contact with this vast ocean of subconsciousness and that can be overwhelming. And so I recoil, you know, oh, I tuck my head in, I go to my safe place and my safe place is thinking a lot conceptualizing a lot, talking a lot, because it's comfortable. So there's this interesting movement. And whether I come at it from my head or I'm more in my feeling or I'm more in my body, it's all equally foreign. And so I, I in a sense, the Gurdjieff work <laughs> or, or this experiment is trying to collectively, safely move into this unknown territory little by little and to become a bit more familiar not so much comfortable but familiar and maybe in there that can open up other forms of communication but right through ancient times this form of communication comes through the body first always through the body first because the body is the gateway is the doorway to this subconsciousness to this other quality 
that doesn't mean that feelings and the intellect are not important. They certainly have their place. But this movement towards the unknown, this coming back into my body, what does it really mean to breathe in my body, to be silent, to really experience all of these energies which are constantly flowing through me, which generally I'm ignorant of unless I'm injured or I'm sick and then my body forces me to listen. <laughs> it, it drowns everything else out and says, no, you must listen. There's something happening here and you need to pay attention to it. And then when it's when it's healthy again, then we kind of, our attention is taken away. Mm, yeah. I was noticing that today I was, because I was sick for a while and I was feeling very healthy. But at the same time, in my health, feeling of being healthy, I was not able to, you know, I was out of my attention. Like, like <laughs> yeah. the sickness allowed me to have more atten attention to, 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 to reality. And as, sudden, as soon as everything is, is okay, <laughs> then, I, <laughs> then I'm just, you know, then it, then it becomes somehow too easy. So, so uh, yeah. It's a tricky game, isn't it? Or it's, or it's a real art, the art of attention. Yes, yes. And for Gurdjieff, everything was about attention in that sense, trying to study our attention with all of our attention. What is it? In the modern world, we really take it for granted and we we, we put it on a on a lower rung. Oh, attention, it's, it's whatever. And there's some science around it, but... But it's it's treated as some low grade form of cognition, where for Gurdjieff attention attention is the apex. Well, it's bought and sold in the marketplace also. Yeah, uh, I mean it, it is the the most valuable commodity that anybody has ever come up with. Yeah, you know, uh, is is people's is is buying and selling people's you know attention. Uh, so, yes, it's the currency of trade, and why why is that? Yeah. There's a saying in the work, I am my attention. Where my attention is, that is where I am. Yes. Without attention, I'm I'm just a lump of meat. I don't even know I exist. So what is this property of attention, this this quality, how to increase it or strengthen it or have it relate in a different way? We don't study it. But we certainly feel when it's been captured or when it's been pulled out of me or or thieved. And and that's certainly what happens in particularly in the digital space, if I'm not in conscious relationship, particularly with the body, all this energy, this attention, which for Gurdjieff comes from quite a high level, this this other quality, this other place in me, is sucked out of me. I'm I'm just a battery plugged into the matrix. Yeah. So in a way, his was well, okay, how do we how do we turn that around? We need intelligence for that, commitment, some discipline, but also to look at things in a completely different way. Mm. So there's one thing that you said at the beginning of the conversation that is still, you know, I was, I was I still been nagging on me. Maybe it's a kind of an esoteric question, but you said that Gurdjieff 
anticipated the internet age in some kind of a way. And so I was, what did, what did you mean by that? And what did he do to, how, how was he ahead of the, the curve in that sense? Well, I'll be a bit cautious in what I say because I don't want it to um, take away from the experiment. Um, and there's there's reasons for that. Um, when you're working in the unknown, it's important to be unknown. Oh. But what he did say um, in many different types of ways is that another form of communication, another form of relating and relationship would need to be cultivated in our species if it was to survive. And there are a number of different ways he talks about it, but he he keeps using this interesting word. So data. Yeah. He scatters that word throughout some of his books, particularly Bulbsy Bub's Tales, which back in his day, we're going back 100 years ago, yeah, really wasn't a, a word that was used. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't like a, it was a very unusual word when he was using it, right? It was... A, a very unusual word. And when you combine that, that word with how he speaks about energies and the unfolding of creation and communication and subconscious. One can easily start to connect the dots that as we have today, this worldwide web, the internet, which is really a network of computers and humans that interact in a certain way. Now, there's the, uh, the tangible sense of a computer screen, hardware, keyboard, um, the electrical movement of energy going through wires. But it is very analogous to the human nervous system. Mm. So there's this mass-based structure that we have, which we call neurons, neural networks, all of these things that help to guide certain energies to certain locations. But it is also accompanied by a massless aspect of our consciousness, which is not confined to anything locally. And so what Gurdjieff was pointing to, and this certainly occurs in another way through the Gurdjieff groups, that there's this subtle thread, this connection of quality, which can communicate itself at the speed of light. Yeah. And this is very interesting. And I'm sure it happens in many other groups where, where there is a network of people working on something and then across the other side of the world. That sort of mass synchronicities are happening yeah. everywhere. It happens. It's... Something is in vibration. Something, yes, is synchronous. And so when he was speaking about these things, it was about if we're coming to something, we need to be a very individual because it's work is about our own growth of the soul and formation. Yet at the same time, I need to be connected to the world wide web in his time. Mm -hmm. which was being able to 
support something in ourselves that can connect to this other quality of consciousness. While we're only in ourselves and only in a small part of ourselves, we can't really connect with anyone. But if we can be in ourselves more wholly and in a balanced way, then something arises where I can begin to connect to this, whatever it is in the background that comes through the body. And if can I listen to the body, listen to the energies of the body, then there is another language that can come through. Now, that language may be interpreted by the feelings and interpreted by the mind to put it into a suitable format to interface like we're doing here. But this other energy has its own language. It's in the language of forces, in the language of these qualities, this warmth, this tingling, this, this extension, this embrace, something that just can't be put into words, but is very direct. And so the only way, in a sense, for people to begin to try to connect to this other quality, because you can't tell them and you can't put it in books, they just need to experience it bit by bit bit by bit, understand it, and then maybe something can emerge and a whole different quality can appear. So my sense is this World Wide Web, the internet, this digital medium is in a very, very early stage of its human interface and we need to interface with it in a very different way. And, and maybe we'll learn to come to that, but I'm quite convinced um, that we need to connect far more deeply inside the body so that we can align and help the connection of alignment between what is subconscious, <clears throat> that is part of our species subconsciousness, into this other realm, the digital realm, which can give more expression in a digital way to what's in that subconsciousness. So there's this very interesting part in a way um, that to come to this medium, we need to be a very active user interface for one world, this world of this subconscious that comes through the body, and this other world, the digital world, which moves in a different way. And if we can do that, then then maybe we can, something else might appear, the best of both worlds, mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah. So, so the, yeah, the, the two worlds would be the world, let's say, of, of you know, interconnected machines. Um, and then and then our humanity and then and then and then there's this movement you know people keep talking about the singularity and, and that that kind of thing um which looks feels to me like a nightmare you know <laughs> uh, it doesn't feel like a you know on the other hand 
it is kind of like the internet is like this all-pervasive god of some sort that we have to wrestle with like you know and we have to wrestle with this god that we've created yes and uh, yes yes we must wrestle with it but in a way i feel it's more about how we relate to it mm -hmm. that this that's an interesting word relationship it's it says so much more it's more like poetry yeah than anything else well you know gurdjieff did say we have to struggle with ourselves so yes. i think that's equally true that we have to struggle with the internet you know but yes. but but we struggle so that we can clear the space perhaps that that these relationships can arise but that does that ring true yes and i this word struggle is is interesting it it really doesn't mean um confliction in a sense it means i actively go towards something i make an effort to move towards something and in that process of moving towards something there's going to be many things coming at me yeah and how do i navigate that and sometimes yes i i just i need to work hard um I need to face the resistance. Um, I need to understand the resistance. Yeah. I need to affirm something. But in between all of that, where maybe God is, is how to reconcile. And Gurdjieff said that really humans are God's little reconcilers. I, I love that phrase. It's mm -hmm. with all this struggle, all of this search, this turmoil that we're in, all of this chaos, there's something in us that is searching to reconcile, searching to bring two opposite things together. Yeah. So that that so this nature of struggle, this nature of effort, this nature of the hard way. Yeah. Is this search for relationship? How can I relate? How can I relate to you? How can I relate to myself first? And then maybe how we relate to this this digital medium, which at the moment I'm not seeing because I only see you, but there's something very much happening in my body, very much happening. Yeah. Some other exchange. And to be aware of that and to maybe begin to understand it, then, then maybe when we connect with each other, we can connect in very different ways and not just the normal way which is a lot of that. Yeah. Well, this is one of the things I've found in groups, in Zoom rooms. Often the normal way is just thrown out the window and you get right to the, you get right to the point. Um, not always, sometimes it can be blah, blah, blah. And, you know, yes. but, but there is something about it that, that uh, again, it, 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 we're discarding the, uh, um a lot of the you know a lot of the kind of structures that keep the society kind of like politely ordinary <laughs> you know so it has a danger to it and it also has a a very as they say a fast a speedy you know you know yes. Todd Drick is is called the the fast way or the the, the you know um the fast way the intense way 
the you know the way of of of, of intense alchemical transformation yes. which means that you you we, we need we go into you know we have to we face these intense energies directly very quickly yes yes i've experienced the same um yes there can be a lot of talking and certainly a lot of reaction things can get very emotional if you like very volatile yeah um, because of those energies are there in abundance really and but we don't know how to use them so they just go anywhere normally implodes in some way shape or form yeah and, and it turns into trolling and all those sorts of things so yes the sense of how do we bring it all in and and have it there in us as well as contained within whatever group or network or or session that we might be in it's very interesting and i find it is interesting particularly because this medium is so naked if i can call it that it's raw that's what so, i meant yeah. yeah yeah it's only been in our species for what the last 40 years or so which is in a blink of an eye we haven't really adapted to it really we haven't um, adapted to it agree no, exactly we, yeah we're still very much in a, a nascent stage of just how do we work with it? And for me, AI really isn't a problem. It's, that's just a lot of complex um, machinery. Mm. It's really how do we as humans, how do we relate to all of this inwardly and really get a sense that what's emerging, the digital world and how it's emerging and evolving, which is at some pace, is how do I relate to the energies which are accumulating and creating and being generated by it. Yep. And it's very much for me analogous to, you know, you go to a sporting event or a, a concert <clears throat> and there's that atmosphere that gets created. Everyone talks, you know, the energy of the place. Mm -hmm. I can come into that concert or sporting event or that atmosphere and be completely washed, kind of bowled over by it, overwhelmed. And if it's good, that's fine. It can be, I can be sort of lifted up and sort of catharsis. Can, or... Yeah, I can be taken away. I, I may not be conscious, but it can move me. But if it's not, I can also be taken the other way. But the point is, if I'm not present in the body, grounded in the body, relating to myself in a different way, then I'm inevitably going to be overwhelmed with whatever that atmosphere is, good, bad, or otherwise. So yeah. this this is this is yeah, the fact really that we, we we get overwhelmed by everything and yes. and we lose ourselves and we don't yeah. have I mean, I think Gurdjieff tool, I think religious tools in general, tools of attention um, are, are, are really our only hope at this point. I mean, how else can we deal with, I mean, really, can we intellectualize our way to, to uh, you know, to, to whatever intensities are going on in the world right now? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's why I, yeah, I think these tools of attention are, 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 all that's left really for as far as i can see um 
in terms, I mean, not all that's left in like some negative sense, yeah. but all that there ever was and, 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 and even more relevant at this very moment. Yes. You no, know, when push comes to shove, and, and I certainly experience being overwhelmed a lot, just everything comes at you and you can't help it. You're bombarded. But if there's nothing inside us, you know, if there's nothing that can come back to something primordial, something that that's that's of a quality that can help ground me. This this is not about control. It's about finding a home inside to weather the storm so that I can then emerge again and engage with life. But I know I have a home. I can come back to it when I when I need to. But without that, at least for me, I'm I'm lost at sea. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and and um, it would appear that there's very many people lost at sea. <laughs> you know, it's really shocking. Um, yeah, that whole thing. Well, I mean, I guess this really um, highlights, you know, the you know the importance of this kind of work, even though it, it will be done by by a few hungry lions. And not the mass of sheep, even though it won't be done by, by the masses. But in a way, that's okay too, isn't it? I mean, I think that's how it's always been and how it always will be. There's always a few hungry lions, and and the rest of humanity is, you know, lives in blissful ignorance, <laughs> or something, or not. Yeah. Well, that's really the whole of history. Really, it's it's just someone or a group of people trying something. And yeah. if it seems to be working, other people adopt it. And over time, it's. Um, yeah. And I don't, I don't claim any of this for myself. <laughs> There's a long line of people I've worked with going back to Gurdjieff and way further back, which I find amazing. Um, that in a way, this has been prepared for, for a very long time. Right. Yeah. And it's only now with this uh, tech. That has hit us. It's all coming like, out there. It's all, it's... That, yeah, we need to we need to use it now. And so, how do we find that that way? And I'm sure I I won't have all the answers. <laughs> I may not have any of them, but I feel that certainly my own research is that there's there's something here that can be very helpful, but it's also very difficult to execute, particularly in the modern world and the way things are moving. But in a way, it's also very helpful because when you are lost at sea and drowning, it's the only time that you appreciate air and perhaps a boat in the horizon. Yeah, perhaps a boat, yeah. Perhaps a breath, you know. <laughs> um. So I don't know. Maybe that's enough. Hey, I mean, we could go. I know we can go on and on and on, and talk about this for a long time. And uh, at the at the same time, I I I think maybe giving people just a taste is good, and yeah. um, and hopefully some people who hear this 
might have enough of a taste to want to join us on this and be be part of be a guinea pig in in our in in this experiment yes yes as we all are a as group of pigs. <laughs> no thank you Andrew thank you no thank you very much uh, Luke <laughs>